The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you right here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks a lot for listening in, and especially those of you who are consistent listeners, where here, whether here on the web or uh, some blog uh, source that you have out there uh, we, uh, in the ether. Uh, it's uh, completely different radio than I got into 50 years ago, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is a wonderful thing. Everybody in the world now can actually have access to you anytime they want to. Yeah, yeah which is, uh, I, I think, encouraging. Um, but one of the reasons we have the Advisors Roundtable is to kind of give you practical advice. Professional mm-hmm. advice, not noise. Yeah. So. Well, uh, uh, hold on just a second, because, you know, you were talking about different ways to listen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got a client, and uh, this particular client downloads our podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lives in Gulfport and travels to Tunica. He's in the construction industry, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And as I understand, he listens to those podcasts on his on his travel time, right? Hey, cool. So, you know, whether you want to listen on a travel, mm-hmm. travel time, whether you want to listen mm-hmm. while you're exercising, mm-hmm. working out, that's not something I'm going to do. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. All, it's amazing what technology has done, mm. mm-hmm. even yeah. over the last five years. Right. Yeah. Right. If you, you know, you don't have to know the call uh, mm-hmm. and and the and the the number of mm-hmm. a radio show anymore right. or a radio station anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that, that that that's really good for the consumer. Because competition and more ways of uh, having access to information mm-hmm. is, is the whole thing uh, that, that we're trying to be part of. And the practical professional advice that we want to give to people is in the midst of noise. So I was taught a long time ago that you, you basically have three things you're listening to when you're listening to a show. Whether you're watching uh, Jerry Springer mm-hmm. listening to us. Uh, number one is just... Flat out news. Do you get much of that? Do you, like if if you try to turn on the news or or look at your phone? Do you, are you really consen- uh, con- convinced that you're getting news? So here, here's a plug for Super Talk. I think at the yeah. top of the hour mm-hmm. they do like a, a little news blurb. They do, right? Yeah, which I think is pretty good. It, mm-hmm. it gives like some of the top headlines, that, that sort of thing. Just the facts. Just the facts, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Within four or five minutes, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that that makes mm-hmm. sense. Absolutely. So that's news. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. and, and it's just the facts, no commentary, no editorializing, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. The, the the second thing that you get is noise. Right. All right. Usually, noise is my opinion of something. Mm-hmm. Right. Commentary. Very much commentary. A lot of editorializing. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of information, maybe from my point of view, mm-hmm. um, maybe even uh, tainted from 
the way I look through the world through right. my rose-colored mm-hmm. glasses. Um, and many people don't know the difference between news and noise because that's all they've ever heard. Nowadays, it seems like that. Right, right. Um, and then the last thing. I, I, I would define that like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is, is something that I think I, I recently saw on one of the news programs. Mm-hmm. I may be exaggerating a little bit, but you'll get the point. The, the Queen of England passed away recently, yeah, right? Bless her. Yeah. That's news, yeah. right? Right. Um, what the Kardashian family thinks about the Queen <laughs> of England passing away <laughs> is noise. It is. It is. And so, first, you got the news. Mm-hmm. Secondly, the, you got the noise. And, and the noise can be passed off as the news mm-hmm. if you don't watch it. And then there's the person who openly says, I'm giving you my opinion or my advice related to this happening. Right. Okay? And, and I respect that. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's what you and I are trying to do. Sure. We're giving you our opinion and, and our advice related to things that happen or things that may happen in your life. Um, and hopefully it's something practical you can take. But I'm not telling you I'm breaking the news to you. I'm actually uh, responding most of the time mm-hmm. to the news. And in in this particular time in history, we got a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. You got wars and rumors of wars. You got inflation and things that the Fed's doing in the stock market and responses of various businesses and uh, natural disaster. All that stuff is news. Mm-hmm. All right. So how do I think you should practically respond to that? That's what we're doing at the Advisors Roundtable. So three or four things in the last few months have happened. So this is probably one of those shows that you're going to listen to once or twice. And, you know, in six months, it will not be relevant to you. So it probably will not go into our best of uh, where we from time to time when you and I aren't here, we have something that can apply at various Mm -hmm. times in history. And and that's being played um, in, in place of the fact that you and me doing it live. Right. So this is kind of um, date specific. In the last few months, we've had news that uh, maybe some laws have been changed. Mm -hmm. We've had uh, the announcement that student loans are going to be forgiven. We've had the announcement that the Fed is increasing interest rates. Mm -hmm. So my question is, how does that apply to you? That news, how does it apply to your day-to-day life? Well, and it depends on the specific piece of news that you're getting, right? All right, so let's pick one. Student loans. Student loans. How does that apply to most people's life? Well, probably most people don't have any student loans. When we look at the, the, mm-hmm. the statistics, you know, not everybody went to college, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So those people who didn't co- go to yep. college probably don't have any student loans. That's right. Other than maybe for their kids or grandkids. Sure. All right. Then you have the people who went to college, Mm -hmm. and not all of those people got student loans. Mm -hmm. Some of them scholarship, some of them parents paid, some of them they paid themselves as they went through. Right. Uh, So uh, even less of a percentage of our population is affected by this. Other individuals who went to college got loans Mm. and paid those loans off. Oh, yes. So, see, the question would be, let's say that you graduated college within the last five to ten years, and you had a student loan, and you just got it paid off sometime in 2022. Mm -hmm. 
Your question would be, was my timing bad? Yes. Huh? Because when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the practical application of that and some of the rules related to those student loans and whether you can take advantage of them or whether you know somebody who can from the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. So but we're talking about the practical side of uh, uh, getting student loans forgiven mm-hmm. by the federal government. You know, President Biden uh, announced this earlier this year and uh, some practical sides to this that I think people need to know. First of all, it's $10,000. Right. Okay, so you have to have a loan balance. You had to have a loan balance of $10,000 back in in uh, somewhere between March and June of this year, of mm-hmm. 2022. Uh, all right. Now, he announced this uh, a little while ago, and people were, uh, many people were set up on automatic payments. Sure. They were already Mm -hmm. making their payment back because they didn't know it was going to be forgiven, and they they wanted to have a good credit rating, and secondly, they wanted to get rid of this doggone loan. Right. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. And so let me give you an example. For let's say that a borrower was paying like a hundred dollars a month, and they did it for ten or eleven months during the pandemic back mm-hmm. there, and maybe they got their balance down to about eight grand. And so that during that ten or eleven months, when it was announced that we're going to forgive ten thousand dollars, and you continued to pay, and you got it down under ten, you mm-hmm. got it to eight. Well, what's going to happen here? Did did you get? You know, did you mess yourself out of a a thousand or two dollars because you paid down your balance? And if you hadn't paid it, you'd have owed the 10 and you're going to get the money from the federal government. It was that bad for you. And the answer is no, you're going to go refund. A lot of people don't know that. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. So if they were paying down their balance like they had Mm -hmm. agreed and like they should, this is adulting here. Mm -hmm. Adulting 101. Pay your debts. Right. Right. Even if you owe Uncle Sam. So they, they just continue to pay, and they got down under the ten grand. Well, they're going to get ten grand worth of of, of benefit mm-hmm. if their 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 bill was over, their balance was over ten grand in the beginning. Yep. And so they continue to pay it down. Uh, that whatever the balance was, let's say it's eight thousand dollars, will be paid, and then the other those payments back up to the ten grand will actually be refunded mm-hmm. to them. As you said. Many people don't know that. So here's the news that got released, you know, about uh, the, the, the balances being forgiven by the government and all that sort of stuff. And, and a lot of people came out on the right and the left and said we shouldn't do it. And I think that's still debatable. Mm-hmm. But it's the law. Yeah. Whether you agree with the law or not, it's out there. And there's $10,000 available. But then people left it. Mm-hmm. They didn't give you this practical advice. Right. They didn't tell you all the particulars of, mm-hmm. of the law and how it would apply to you. And that's why I've heard people say, I don't listen to blogs and I don't listen to super talk radio. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't listen to opinion radio. I just listen to the news. Well, guess what? The news is just the headlines. Right. Sometimes you've got to listen to get the details. Oh, you know, you've been in, in politics before. Mm-hmm. You've been an elected official. How thick is a law? But really, really thick, yeah. 
all the particulars mm-hmm. of it. Yep. The whereas and the heretofores and all that sort of, and, and how it applies and who it applies to mm-hmm. and when the money comes and can you get a refund? All of these are questions that... Especially y- when you look at tax code and tax law. Mm-hmm. You know, the tax code, I think, is, is you know, if you, if you stacked it up, would be taller than 12 feet tall, oh, I think. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Oh, goodness. A lot of information. There's a yeah. lot of information. And, and you know... Just, just we talked about Social Security before. How many rules there mm-hmm. are? Almost two thousand of them. And just about every one of them has an exception, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to have exceptions when you're dealing with real world, yeah. and you're dealing with humans, and you're dealing with life circumstances. Mm-hmm. So these things are are detailed, and that that's why you need to go deeper than just the headlines. But then, as you go deeper than just the headlines, you got to make sure you're not over there so so in this case the individual that has an eight thousand dollar balance left that's going to be wiped out Mm -hmm. and they're going to get a refund for two thousand well up to the whatever the the ten thousand dollar cap yeah yeah up whatever the balance was as of the day that the law went into effect so let's say you you only owed ninety six hundred right all right, the day that the law mm-hmm. went into effect and you've paid it down to eight thousand, you're gonna get you're gonna get benefit for ninety six hundred dollars. Yeah, total. Yeah. yeah. Now if you have any questions assuming, right, that it's a federal loan. Yeah. That's exactly right. And assuming that you fall underneath a certain income limit, which I believe is $125,000. Exactly. So there's a lot of detail yeah. to this, mm-hmm. not just the headlines. Right. Okay, so Let's give you some resources so that you can check into this. First of all, there is a website called studentaid.gov. Okay. And you just spell out, no capitalizations, no punctuation, no spaces, just the word student, S-T-U-D-E-N-T, and the word aid, all crammed together, studentaid.gov. That's where you establish an account. And you probably had an account there. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's where you would get your balance and you get the information about this. Also, um, the question is the point you made, it's gotta be a federal loan. Mm -hmm. Well, there are a number of federal loans that are available uh, for people and are actually eligible for this Mm -hmm. law. So which are they? There's one called direct loans. There's one called the Federal Family Education Loan. There's the Federal Perkins Loan. There's the default FEFL loan. There's the HEAL loan, H-E-A-L loan. So if you have a student loan, there's a good chance if you just didn't get it through a local bank and they didn't... Mm -hmm refer you many times local banks will refer you to one of these federal especially related to maybe your income Mm -hmm. uh, and the levels of your income many times the banks will uh, just help you fill out the paperwork Uh, so there there's a lot of information out there and a lot of specifics related to this it's not just the headlines that's all all, the whole point i wanted to make today related to that and to knowing does this practically apply to me? Mm-hmm. Does this practically apply to my children? What about my grandchildren? I remember that headline, but I was thinking, you know, I'm 60 years old. I don't have a federal student loan. I'm not paying attention to that. 
And then I turn on the radio and Greg and Bubba are on there talking about uh, the fact that these specifics also may apply to somebody I know and love. Maybe I need to check into it. It won't take you long. This is not very complicated. But I really don't want you leaving any money on the table. Now, I have some purists out there that are probably throwing things at the radio. Oh, right yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, what do you think those purists are yelling back at me? I took my loan and I paid it back. And, you know. <laughs> yep. And I got mine paid for mm-hmm. three years ago. Mm-hmm. Was, they ought to go back. Yeah. I, I understand. Here's another. Just because I make $130,000 a year doesn't mean that I should be excluded. Don't penalize me. Right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and another one. Um, did, you, did we go into debt to do this? Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the government no went, doubt. went into debt mm-hmm. to do this. And there are a number of people out there who don't like to live with mm-hmm. deficits. Now, we could have a long debate about whether deficits are decent, mm-hmm. okay, um, part of our system, um, easy to pay back for the federal government. We, we could talk about deficits and whether we ought to have them and all that and deficit spending and how bad it's gotten and how how deep it is and, and how tall the amount is and tr- 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 trillions mm-hmm. of dollars and, and and we could do that but at this point we're not having that debate that's right the money's already been allocated mm-hmm. and there's probably a benefit out there for somebody you know and you probably need to be mm-hmm. aware of that much like the COVID relief package that was passed mm-hmm. that had $1.9 trillion worth of benefit to the American public, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's uh, just about half of the overall revenue that the United States government brings in annually. Yeah. Yeah. So where'd that money come mm-hmm. from? Well, it came from issuing yeah. government debt and from the Fed. Yeah. Uh, Another and, way to say that, ah, we just borrowed it. Yeah, yeah. or printed it. Yeah, printed yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, you know, you hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. time. And I'm telling you, I'm not dismissing that. Mm-hmm. I think that is a debate we need to have. Right. And we really need to talk about it, not just on the federal level, but on the personal level. What's the correct level of mm-hmm. debt for you to have? Mm-hmm. And... I've taken all the advanced economic classes, and I understand the the argument for deficits and how deficits work and stuff. But sometimes enough is enough, and sometimes uh, capitalism needs to work on mm-hmm. its own. And sometimes I start a business that was ill fated from the very beginning, mm-hmm. and the system's just got to let me fall. Right now, I'm not wishing that on anybody. Mm-hmm. But it's part of adulting and part of running a business as an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. in in this country. And so we can have all those philosophical debates, and we maybe should sometime uh, get a couple of economists in here and somebody on the right and on Mm -hmm. the left, and we can talk about that. But at this point, I'm not worried about the headline, and I'm not the news, and I'm not worried about the noise. I'm worried about the practical application of a law. And how that affects you. So we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to address another one. The Fed has gone up on interest rates. How does that affect the average American family? Mm-hmm. From the Advisors Roundtable 
on Super Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Cooley and Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. So we're talking about the practical side of, of some headlines. And, and recently we've heard how that the Federal Open Market Committee has met and the Fed has decided that they're going to hike interest rates. Right. Does that sound like a headline? It uh, does. We probably heard those within the last few weeks and months. But what does that mean to you? Uh, well, it means a number of things to me, but I, I guess to the average consumer out there, what would it mean to them? Yep. Right? Um, first and foremost, uh, when you look at you know the federal funds rate, mm-hmm. it's it's a rate that they charge for banks for overnight deposits. Right. Is, is a roundabout way to say that. Yeah. Right? It's kind of an inside-the-system number. Yeah. Right? But so many other numbers are based on that. Oh, yeah. Right? So it, it, it's, it's like a base rate. Mm-hmm. This is what it costs for banks to borrow money from one another and from the Fed. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And on top of that, they typically add a premium to whatever they're charging other uh, uh, consumers. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So uh, first and foremost, uh, you think about uh, you know that uh, consumer debt, I think, is one mm-hmm. that's going to have a base rate. Uh, that has a uh, um, another rate added on top of that. Yep. So uh, first and foremost, the cost of borrowing money is going up. Yep. Which means that mortgages, uh, car loans. Mm-hmm. Here's a big one. Credit cards. Credit cards, I think, is one of the biggest ones, right? And probably one of the fastest mm-hmm. ones. Yep. That will be changed and bumped up. So my old economics professor, one of the first days in class, explained to us that the, 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 the Fed rate, um, that rate you just described, kind of the inter-system number where the Fed charges with banks and banks charge one another and all that sort of stuff. He said, basically, just think of that as, as kind of like the, the water supply. Mm-hmm. It's, it's water. Okay? Yep. And if... Bubba has a source of water over here, and so does Phil have a source of water, say a pond or a lake or a stream or whatever. That water probably is not free to them. They they have to, to go out and make sure that the well is clean. They have to make sure that mm-hmm. the ditches re- remain maintained and all that sort of stuff. So the system of having water had an inherent cost. All right, and it has. There are costs that, that the Fed and the government and the and the banks have to run themselves mm-hmm. and to exchange money between one another. So this this water that we have in the, in the basin, think of the old West. You got this water, all right. But they need water in town, right? And so, in order to transport the water there, mm-hmm. somebody's got to pay a little extra for it to be available to the average consumer down mm-hmm. at the saloon. Yep. Right? And for the cowboy coming in off the range to be able to take his bath down mm-hmm. at Kitty's place. Yep. Okay? So, because of that, they're probably going to have to charge. A little bit more. And upcharge mm-hmm. to make it available. Same thing with interest rates. Yep. So, you got the inter-system water level or interest mm-hmm. rate and then every time that there is another fee or another service added somebody else mm-hmm. is adding to it how much do you think somebody who carries a five thousand dollar balance 
on a credit card is having to pay these days because the money came from the Fed and then when it went to Mm -hmm. some uh, sponsoring bank and then it went to the credit card company to be able to market itself and then it uh, extended itself to you over 20%. Well, I'm going to say somebody with excellent credit is probably going to carry somewhere in the 17 to 18% range. Yeah, if they keep a balance. If they keep a balance. If they they don't have great credit, Mm -hmm. right, then Mm -hmm. it could be in that 22 to 24% range. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just do the math. Mm-hmm. Let's say you have a $5,000 balance and you're, make the math easy, 20%. Yeah. Okay. So 20% of $5,000 mm-hmm. is a thousand bucks. Right. That year. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. Divide that by 12. Mm-hmm. You're paying what almost $90 a month. Just in, an interest. Just an in interest. Right. And if you continue to make that minimum payment of $90 per month, <laughs> the only thing you're, or maybe $92, because I think they're required to get a little bit of uh, principal uh, back, principal right? principal back, yeah, yeah. Right, right. It's going to take forever. Sure. Mm-hmm. If you never added to your $5,000. So when interest rates go up, boom. Many times the people who are hurting the most in our society... Right are the people who have those credit card balances. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be one of the first ones hit. Yep. Now, I think another thing that you're going to see, though, is not only credit cards, but mortgage rates, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, when you look at what mortgage rates have done over the last couple of years, yes, and you could get a, a 30-year mortgage at 3% interest. Yep. In essence, about a year ago, you could do that. Right. And today, you're looking at, what, 65 7%? Yeah. For a 30-year mortgage? Yeah. That's yeah. double the interest cost. Yeah. That's double the interest cost. Mm-hmm. And as you said, when you're making a mortgage payment, you're yeah. also wanting to knock down on the principal. Right. And many times, they require you to have the escrow in mm-hmm. there, which are the, the taxes and the, the sure. insurance. So the insurance company may be going up on your insurance mm-hmm. rate, too, because right. of inflation caused by all this. Mm-hmm. So you might have a double or a triple whammy on your... Exactly. Especially if it's an adjustable mm-hmm. rate thing. Had a conversation the other day. He was with a guy who runs a, a automobile de- dealership mm-hmm. in the southern part of the state. And he was telling me that when he can get vehicles, brand new right. vehicles, when he can get them and sell them to people, over 20% of the people have a monthly payment now of over $1,000. I, I believe it. So just digest mm-hmm. that. $1,000 a month to pay mm-hmm. for an automobile. Yeah. But the math has to work that way mm-hmm. because many of these automobiles are 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, right. $100,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So make the math easy. Let's say it's a Mm $60,000 vehicle, and you want to get this thing paid off in six years. Right. Well, if you were just paying principal, that's 60 months. Right. Or uh, 72 months into Mm -hmm. $60,000. Right. You're going to pay $700 or $800 a month just on the principal. That's right. And then somebody throws in a high interest Mm -hmm. or higher interest now than it was. Very expensive. Mm-hmm. Many people have 
a car payment. Right. Many people have a mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. Many people have a credit card balance and a payment. That's right. So if interest rates go up, there may be households where three or four of their bills just went up pretty significantly. Mm-hmm. Now, you told me previously the mortgage rates were somewhere between 2 and 3%. You were just using About a plan. year ago. Or yep. About a year ago. Mm-hmm. 2 to 3%. Sure. And now they're two or three times that? Yes. So the interest that you're paying on your mm-hmm. balance just went up two or three times. That's right. Yeah. On a practical basis? If you had a $200,000 mortgage yep. with a 3%. Mm-hmm. Uh, mortgage rate, mm-hmm. right? Interest mm-hmm. rate. Mm-hmm. You're basically paying six thousand dollars a year. Yep. Five hundred dollars a month in interest. Just in interest on the first year. Now, granted, it's amortized, and the interest amount goes down, and the premium mm-hmm. or principal amount goes up over time. Right. But if that same mortgage was bought uh, a year later, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You've doubled your interest payment. Yeah. Initially. Right. And that has to come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say that you sit down with your budget and you say, hey, my mortgage went up, my car payment, mm-hmm. the new car we bought went up, and my credit card balance mm-hmm. has to be serviced more, higher payment there, and we were barely making it as it mm-hmm. was. So what does that do to your home budget? Well, drastically it, changes it. Drastically changes yeah. it. Changes it and makes it mm-hmm. even tighter than it was. So you you've got two or three choices mm-hmm. here. You can ask your boss if you can work more overtime. Mm-hmm. You can ask your boss for a raise. You can look for another job. Uh, you're right. just thinking practically mm-hmm. here through the practicality of being able to handle this. The wife or, or the spouse may say, you know, I've been working part-time. I'm going to have to go to full-time. Sure. All of that is is lifestyle mm-hmm. that has been affected by the interest rates increasing. Right. Now, is this a bad thing? I, it sounds like, as you and I describe it, this sounds like the worst thing that could ever happen to a family. So there's one positive aspect that I would see about this. Okay. Savings rates and CD rates and that sort of thing are going up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, not not to the uh, the same rate at which the mortgage rates have gone up, right? Right, 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 right. But now you're seeing, um, you know, ten year Treasuries paying four four percent, four and a quarter percent, somewhere in that range, mm-hmm. uh, which still is historically low. Mm-hmm. However, it's uh, a little bit better than you know one and a half percent on a ten year month, uh, you know, Treasury. Yeah. Right, right. So people who can save mm-hmm. are getting more interest. Right. People who can't save, though, mm-hmm. they've got some real decisions to make sure. here. Maybe they don't buy that new car. Mm-hmm. Which is really the intended effect that the Fed has on, on the overall economy. All right, right? so we're going to go to break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to let Bubba explain to us what is the Fed doing to us, and why are they doing it from the Advisors Roundtable on Supertop. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you on Supertalk. And so we're talking about trying to get some practical side to the headlines. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we're talking this Fed thing. Higher mortgage payments, higher car payments, higher credit card balances. Uh, and if uh, mortgage payments go up, 
maybe less people buy houses. That's right. If car payments go up, mm-hmm. maybe less people buy, buy cars. cars. Yeah. If credit card balances and, and interest rates go up, maybe people less people have, carry balances. Yeah. And maybe people spend less buying Christmas presents. All right. So is that that's all sounds bad to me, but you explain to me how that could possibly be good for my economy. Well, so for the economy, when they look at it from an inflation standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. In, inflation historically runs two to two and a half percent. That's pretty average, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I would say over the last seven to eight, ten years or so, inflation has been under that historical average. Mm-hmm. 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 ranging the one to one and a quarter percent, right. basically not even there, right? right? Right. And then what you had is is you had uh, a number of individuals who, uh, who had stimulus money. Mm-hmm. They had unemployment benefits, a lot of free excess money in the economic system, right? Mm-hmm. That's out there chasing goods, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily there to be sold, Right. Okay. So, in yeah. other words, you've got uh, due to uh, the the uh, the COVID pandemic, coronavirus pandemic, that sort of thing, a number of factories shut down. Okay. So you've let's just pick one. Let's say I made windows. You made windows, okay. right? And you don't have as many employees there making those windows today. Especially two years ago, I didn't. Especially two years ago. When things started mm-hmm. to shut down and need to send people home and social yep. distancing and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff, right? right. And let's say that there's somebody else or people that need these windows that you're creating and manufacturing. Mm -hmm. But now there's less supply of those windows. we're not making them. And the demand is still there for Mm -hmm. the people that need the windows. So that means that I probably went up on the price. You went up on the price because, number one, uh, with with energy and a number of other things, the cost of the raw materials to build those windows went up. Mm -hmm. So you're passing that on to individuals, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Not to mention the fact that you've got limited supply and a lot of people chasing it. So the price on those windows has gone up dramatically. Yep. And I may be sitting there mm-hmm. after a while, even though I charged more mm-hmm. for the windows I had left in stock yep. without any windows. Right. Because some people went ahead and paid the higher price, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. So lots of extra dollars chasing... Limited quantity of products. Definition of inflation. Makes prices go up. Okay. So it was doing it not just mm-hmm. in the window business. Yep. Across all businesses. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, even the cost of energy, which is a, a a big component of anything that's produced or delivered anywhere, right? Oh, yeah, because when I made my windows... It takes diesel windows. fuel to truck those things from A to B. Yep. yep. So uh, energy is a big component of that. Mm-hmm. So by the Fed raising interest rates, what that effectively does is it, it puts the brakes on and slows... Uh, um, the desire for people to borrow money and get cheap money so that they can b- borrow and, and, and buy things that they want. Uh, going back to the first point, right? if they've raised my interest rate, I may not buy the house or do mm-hmm. the home improvement, right. or I may not buy the car. Mm-hmm. And so the, in, the intent was yep. go up on interest rates and slow mm-hmm. everything down. Right. Maybe that gets us to a point where the window company is able to catch up on the inventory that they've got hopefully have a little bit more of a surplus. Mm-hmm. However, I don't know if that's going to work because energy prices are still so high, mm-hmm. right? You know, it, it's it there's is. a lot of different things that go into this equation. Especially at mm-hmm. this particular time. Right. 
there were two or three things that happened. You know, you may back maybe go back to your four, mm-hmm. first point where we were talking about people having extra money mm-hmm. and and then uh, shutting things down. All of this was almost like a perfect storm, wasn't it? It was. Because we had those low interest rates mm-hmm. and the economy was doing pretty well and the stock market was doing pretty well. And so a lot of people kind of got cocky mm-hmm. and had extra money and wanted to move from this house to that house sure. or buy up from this car to that car. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just you and me, millions of people do uh, Across the United States, across the globe. That's, and then that boom, happening. pandemic mm-hmm. comes and all those things mm-hmm. I wanted, yeah. I can't get. Mm-hmm. Or I have to pay extra for. And initially, we heard this word transitory, mm-hmm. which means that they thought it was going to be temporary. But it's not temporary. No. Or it has not been temporary. Mm-hmm. And so to catch up, the Fed's been popping, you know, mm-hmm. 75 basis points. That, uh, right. Go up, go up, mm-hmm. go up, get it you know, 3 or 4 or 5%. Yeah. Try to get it to where I think twice about buying the new That's house. That's right. I think twice yep. about buying the new house. And at, at what point does that put so many brakes on the overall economy that they start reducing rates again to help speed it up and spur it along? Yep. And it it's kind of like this pendulum mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Can we not just find a happy medium? Yeah. Well, it's it's hard for the mm-hmm. American and and the capitalistic system to do that. Sure. Because you got humans mm-hmm. and you got desires. Right. And you got our fallibilities mm-hmm. and, and sometimes our greed. Yeah. All those things are mixed in here and we go from one excess to the other. Right. And it's always been that way. Mm-hmm. It's not just one president's problem from yeah. years ago or mm-hmm. the present president's problem. Yeah. A, a lot of times this is a timing thing that happens mm-hmm. throughout history and it just slams you mm-hmm. in the face. Sure. So on a practical basis... Many households have either had to find ways to come up with extra money Mm -hmm. or they've had to tell themselves, wait. Yeah, and tamper their spending. Now, all of that's related to that headline. Yeah. And we were trying to give some practical uh, conversation to headlines Mm -hmm. and how they practically affect you. Let's go back a little while. I want to talk about a headline that hit about four or five years ago. All right. Four and or five years. Four or five years ago that is still uh, still affecting people today. On a practical basis. On a practical basis. Tell me. Uh, Equifax, big credit reporting agency, had a, uh, uh, um, a security breach, mm-hmm. if you'll call it, right? Mm-hmm. I think 150, 160 million Americans had their, their information compromised, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And most uh, individuals thought, well, you know, I've made it a couple of years. I don't have any issues, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about 150, 160 million individuals mm-hmm. that had their Social Security number, date of birth, mm-hmm. you know, name, that sort of thing compromised, mm-hmm. those can have lasting effects, mm-hmm. right? Um, at, and I remember doing the show on this back when this happened, right? Uh, and told people, go to Equifax. You know, it's, it's odd to, to be uh, affected by a data breach mm-hmm. by Equifax and then go back to the same company to help lock down your credit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I would encourage folks that if you're not in the need for credit right now, go on to these three credit reporting agencies, Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian. Mm-hmm. 
All right. All right. Now, when you say not in need for credit, not in need for new credit, not in need for if, new. If credit. I already have a a, a a mortgage, if you've already got a mortgage, this is not going to yeah, affect me. You've that already day. got a car yeah. loan. You don't yeah. anticipate but if I'm needing. Thinking about getting a new mm-hmm. mortgage, or I'm yeah. thinking about getting a new credit card. Or I'm mm-hmm. thinking about buying a new car. That's right. what you're talking about. That's here. right. Okay. Then, uh, so if you don't need new credit, go to these three credit reporting agencies and put a freeze on your credit. Okay. It's free to do. You basically set up an account at each one of these places. Now, I would encourage you to tattoo the password to the back of your eyelid. (laughs) Because when you do need credit, you've got to unlock it or unfreeze it. So if right now you don't need it, but mm-hmm. you're concerned that there may be a breach, you mm-hmm. freeze. That's right. But in the future, you think, hey, we yep. do need to buy a new car. That's right. We had another kid. We need the minivan mm-hmm. or whatever. We yeah. got to go to the SUV. Yeah. Then I've got to unlock it. And and I'm uh, so just to give you the lasting effects of what a headline was five years mm-hmm. ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think as recently as last week, I had an individual contact me and say. I got these statements from this big financial house, and I don't remember ever opening an account there, to which I said, well, that's probably fraudulent from the Equifax credit breach that happened four or five years ago. You need to contact that institution, let them know that it's a fraudulent account, and have them close it. Oh, man. Five years later, four years later, whatever the time frame was, I don't recall You know, you would think if the headline came Mm -hmm. out, you would be real vigilant and it would be something you're sensitive to Mm -hmm. here over the next few weeks. But five years later? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. These people, when they get those big dumps of information, Mm -hmm. it takes a while for them to go through it. It does. Whoever these hackers are. Mm -hmm. And it may be a year or two or five before they get to you. Mm -hmm. But it still could be out there. And you need to practically, that's Mm -hmm. our point today, practically know how to relate to the headlines. And in this one, think about freezing your credit. Mm -hmm. And if you really don't understand all that, you can Google it Mm -hmm. or uh, call us and we'll work you through it. All that from the Advisors uh, uh, Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. The discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planners, LLC. Ignite Planners LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.